0: I want to be a billionaire, I ain't getting no sleep, till I see a million every week, I want to be a billionaire, I ain't getting no sleep, till I see a billy every week, I want to be a billionaire, billionaire, billionaire. I want to be a billionaire. Ladies and gentlemen, how you doing? Welcome to another episode of Sleep is for Billionaires, the podcast. I am your host, Johnny Vegas. Now today, ladies and gentlemen, you're in for a treat. I got a special guest on my show. This man is a SAG actor, stunt performer, and the founder of the nonprofit organization Bikes Over Banging. Ladies and gentlemen, Court of T. Good to up, meet you, Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me today. Thank man. you for coming through, brother. Yes, sir. You know sir. what I'm saying? I appreciate your existence, man. I see what you're doing out there, man. You definitely uh, you know, moving the way you want in your own direction, bro, and you're making Stand a mind. positive change. Stand in my lane, man, definitely
1: mm-hmm. stand in my own lane, dude. And so it's fine, yeah. Yeah, so you man. look like
0: you're having fun, man. You look good, man. Thank you, thank you, thank you. There's no traffic over here, man. So hey, I get to move and maneuver and do mm-hmm. my things, bro. That's, That's right. what's up, man. Well, the concept of this show is to get insider information for those looking to want to be in your position. So, you as an actor, stunt performer, and a nonprofit organization founder, you know, I want you to shed light on the entrepreneurial side of things that helped you start this business and. Plans to maintain for the near future. But before we get started on that, where you from? I'm from LA, man. From okay, Watts, man. born and raised. Born and raised, man. I got the towers on my arm. Okay, you know it's a little dark, but you know I've been
1: I've been tanning lately. Yeah. yeah been, like, okay, been you've been track. traveling. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> most definitely. But yeah, I'm from Watts, man. Um, that's pretty much the basis on my program, bikes over And When people hear, you know, if you're familiar with LA culture, it's uh, it's cut and dry. Like you, you understand it. Um, when I <laughs> say the names of other cultures or like people that don't really understand, they think banging ass and you know females. No, oh, they think like, it fuck like yeah, 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 okay. So it's funny, you know, like <laughs> yeah, mostly mostly <laughs> like the Caucasian descent always hit me like yeah, banging dudes. I'm like no, nah, they're <laughs> banging like bloods crips. They're like oh oh yeah, that's crazy. So are you a gang? I'm like nah, I mean I'm not. I'm not a gang member, you know, I have friends that are affiliates and like, and that's another thing too that, that uh, one of the first questions that comes about when people ask me about Bikes Over Banging, like, do I get any like negative feed from it being Bikes Over Banging? Like, oh, so what, like, am I, am I like talking down on gang members? I'm like, a lot of the times when the people that I know that are in gangs, and not that they were forced it, but it's just like a product of their environment. And mm-hmm. I feel like I'm a product of my environment as well, but I just chose a different route, you know. Right. Like my dad put a bike in front of me at a um, young age, and then that was my my motivation. I was uh, that was the carrot on the stick, right? Uh, so to speak, metaphor of what kept me in a direction that you know. Not to say that I didn't go off, you know, off the path of a couple times or a few times. You right. know, I just been blessed enough that I'm still here and I made it. You know, mm-hmm. I made it to that point or to this point, point. and so it's like with with the whole concept of bike over so banging um, originally. Um, I just saw the the influence that I carried in my community and I saw that I was able to redirect a lot of the energy um, by just hopping on my bike and just doing what I was doing, you know, tricks. And, you know, I would see people that would normally be focused on like looking hold down a block for a minute, that split second that they see me like, oh, you know, what's this? Oh, you know, I'm entertaining them. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. it just it just changed. And I started looking at it and I was like, how could I capitalize on this, you know, in a positive sense? Right. And then I started doing I was doing rides like a sport bike rides, street bike rides, dirt bike rides with all these different uh styles of bikes, even mini bikes. Um, like two thousand thirteen is like one of the like that's when I started it. But before even before that, I didn't have the the name, but I had the concept, you know, and the concept always came from um I believe like the way that my dad raised me and my brother. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he always told us, you know, if you want this, then you can't be or you can't be affiliated or jump into this because this is going to, you know, counsel out what this really is, which is bike. So, right. um, you know, fast forward to back to 2013, um, you know, I was pretty much had like the streets on when it come to who's when I throw like a street bike ride or dirt bike, just a ride, a big ride out similar to the ones that you would catch on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. You know, these dudes, I was a dude, and I feel like, you know, still am a dude when it comes to riding on the West Coast, but, you know, now that there's a lot of other riders, younger riders, you know, that I've, I feel, you know, I've been able to influence in a positive sense to do something positive with what what would they have, their power, they power, you know what I mean? You have yeah. a lot of power when you're in the street, so you can always use it for good or bad, and I think, like, for me, I was like, I played the superhero role, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, I, I felt like I could be a superhero, um, and not a villain in them. You know, I could have took it and been like, yo, it's bikes and banging. Bikes, you know, like, it It could have been that. But I yeah. was like, yo, nah, because then it counts a lot. Us trying to get to the next level. And yeah, make that change. Yeah, yeah, make the change. And I just saw that, like, as I was doing more things in my life with bikes, how much, you know, God was blessing me with opportunities. And I was just like, y'all need to be able to pass these opportunities down to um, the next generation. So before it was like let me get some of the people that are already wrapped up and stuff and try to unravel them in it but um it was just harder to to break through with someone who was like you know 10 15 years in the game and they the game was like man, yeah. and I don't have I didn't have at the time a, um a solution it's, you know if you're gonna tell somebody to stop doing something you need to have some the an alternative. alternative. Yeah. And I was like, yo, I don't really have an alternative. Like, I'm creating that right now. So mm-hmm. the best thing for me was like, yo, I could focus on trying to help these, you know, adults and help people. And I did. You know, I still do help, you know, a lot of adults. But my focus um, changed. It went to the youth. I was mm-hmm. like, yo, I might not be able to 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 redirect, you know, the older people that have a, are, are adults that have made decisions already. Right. I can't really steer them that much because I can't really... Um, tell them, hey yo, you can do this now. You can do because they got you know you get dudes who got felonies or are in positions they got cases and stuff like that. And not to say that it's impossible, but I was like, yo, how could I be more um, impactful mm-hmm. in my community? I was like the kids, so I started focusing on just the youth and um, just different neighborhoods. I was able to uh, get a bunch of different kids from different places and then bringing them together. And the kids that would normally not. Be affiliated or associated with each other from different neighborhoods because of you know whatever gang or whatever it may be territory whatever it may be stuff that happened before they were even born and stuff that they might not be like i'm not i'm not messing with them because of it's an unwritten law you know in the street so it's like yo to not break the law but the unwritten law but like rewrite it like that's mm-hmm. what's like yo no, we we gonna come together, and then you know my power that I use was like, Y'all like, like oh, you dope, you nice mm-hmm. on the bike," yeah. and I'm like, "You can do that too. You can be nice too." Oh, I want to. All right, well, this is the this is what you have to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I started laying out um, guidelines for them to do it, and the ones that really stay dedicated are the ones that are still with me now. You mm-hmm. know, and their parents are big influences, and I think that like it made a big path for uh, what we call bikes over now, right? You know, because now these kids are you know. 3 4 years in you know yeah. with me as a mentor right and um it changed their life i can see a lot of change in their life as a character how they you know what their their goals and and what they what their what their dreams are you know as opposed to when i met them and i asked them questions like that and now you ask them i'm like yo it's a total different thing and i mean obviously they've matured and got older so mm-hmm. stuff changes but i think that the
0: stuff that i've been able to expose them to has had a big impact on that too that's great, man. Like I said, I think that um, your your organization is the start to change the narrative as far as the perception that people have on gang banging. You know, mm-hmm. and that whole culture. You know, because people see it, like you said, the Caucasian. They might look at it and just be like, "Oh, only think about violence and shit yeah, like that." Yeah. You want a different. You want to at least steal the narrative to be like, nah, we're more than that." You know, what Way more, yeah. so you know, and when I mean, what do you think? What What do you think that comes from though, as far as like? that that perception that people have on gangbang culture. Instead um, of it just being a brotherhood be, of what it is. Because of
1: the because of the real life like um, um, definition of it, you know, there's written, you know, what gangbangin is and and I can't sit here and say like oh gang isn't negative. There's a lot of negative things that come from it, but when you go back and you retract the steps of uh, history, mm. you know, it was created, you know Gangs were created to keep, you know, our minority communities together and have a structure for them to have something to lean on. Because as you can see now, the, you know, the corruption in law enforcement, you know, it, it's never been 100 percent, you know, worked in our favor. So mm-hmm. to keep that or keep some type of balance between that, you know, you they created a blood, they created a crypt so that was symbols in the community so that that were back our civil rights that were back stuff, so that when you have people that would come in and try to just abuse and, and do things that were, you know, positive on our community, they, they would stand in. Mm-hmm. And along the way it started, it went from something, it went to something else. And a lot of that, if you look like, you know, shout out snowfall was one of my favorite shows too. Mm-hmm. That if you look at that, you can see that like that had a big influence, meaning and um, drug, the drug, um, when they brought that the crack, the and crack, crack epidemic yeah. into our, you know, and I was a victim of that myself, you know, growing up in L.A. You know, my mom was on crack for, like, mm. years, bro, over 10, 15 years. I'm that, sorry to that. I can't yeah, imagine that Yeah, yeah, so I was affected directly by that, and um, um, with that, you know, it. I didn't go. She good now, though, right? Nah, she good. My mom is, man, my mom is a business owner. She's, That's like, a hustler. She's always been a hustler, but, you know, she's been able to clean up her life, and she's... A, major part of my life, and, you know, I love her, I've been been loving my mom even when she was doing what she was doing, you know, like they say, it's, a, it's an illness once they get mm-hmm. on it, but I'm glad she was able to beat that, but that's, I think that changed the whole, that derailed what Bloods and Crips really stood for mm-hmm. at that time. And then it became something else. I right. mean, I'm not gonna sit here and go through the whole history. Y'all can watch yeah, the history right, of Buzz yeah. and Chris, and yeah, you watch see, the Tookie movie or yeah, something like that. Yeah, Don't watch <laughs> so, yeah. that, and then you'll understand exactly what I'm talking about. But mm-hmm. I feel like, um, um, with that whole, with the whole like out outbreak of, of of negativity that was instilled into our community, with that, I think that. For me, I look back at it and I'm like, yo, I got to get back to the root of that. You know, people don't see that, what it really was. You know, and like you said, why do people have that stigma? I mean, look at the movies, look at everything that that's revol- revolved around it. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's, everyone knows that it's true that negative t- negative attention has a, a broader... Uh, Reach and effect um, mm-hmm. um, to, I mean, then compared to the positive. Right. And I mm-hmm. notice that a lot of times too, even with my program being a positive program, like I'll see something come up that's hasn't even been nowhere near um, as uh, concrete as what we have, mm-hmm. and I'll see that get so much attention. But you know, it's so much, it's such, it's so harder for me um, to get that same attention and get that same response. To help in something positive. I mean, of course, it's it's um it's discouraging at times, but I think I just use that and I recycle that energy to to motivate me to. Yeah. You to gotta be fueled to the fire, man, at yeah. all times, brother. Right? Yeah. No yeah. doubt, no doubt. This
0: game could get very discouraging. Oh, you know? trust especially man. when things don't go your way, but that rent still coming every thirty days is like, oh real, shit, man.
1: like that's, <laughs> that's that right there is one of the biggest things, man. Like. And even my own dad, you know, at times like before I became who I am now, I, I would always hear that from him. Like he didn't have a hundred percent, back my dreams. He was mm-hmm. like, you know, like, you know, I remember you, you know, not too long ago, and he was like, man, you need to you on these bikes. You like you need to figure your life and and do something that you know. Um, that's gonna pay your bills or something because you're spending so much money and you're putting so much into this. Mm-hmm. But what are you gonna do with this? Like, yeah, he was wanting you like,
0: that stability. No, I know. I
1: definitely, definitely, I understand it, and I did I understood that then. But I was like, yo, like my passion is deeper than that. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not. You know, my dad worked for the city. He's getting ready to retire. And that's good. That's good. That's a good job. Yeah. You know? And I, get that. And I could, man. I could have. I could have been in that so like so long ago. Like mm-hmm. I could have been into that, but I just it wasn't for me. Right. And I told him that I was like, yo, yeah, that ain't for me, man. I'm not a nine to five kind of dude. Mm-hmm. And he's just like you know, and I'm like, we live in a different age where you can create. You just got to be as dedicated and as uh, productive right. as you know you would be on a nine to five, but. You know, you actually have to be more because it's not a guaranteed check. You know, you go do these hours. Like I'm here at this interview. I don't mean I'm not getting paid for this. Mm-hmm. No disrespect to you, right. but I'm here. We here. Right. To, we here to, to to do something that's going to be bigger than a paycheck. That, right. That may land a paycheck. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the same thing. But I look at it like, you know, when he told me that, um, it was just like, nah. You know, I had to actually go on my own. Go out on my own feelings and my own. You know, judgment. And I mean, I'm here now. And even now, when I talk to him, he's like, yo, I mean, to see where I'm at now, he's like, yo, I'm proud of it. I would have never thought of that, you know, or I would have never pictured it because I didn't have the vision. And you stay with your vision. And my dad, you know, he had me at a young age. Mm -hmm. Um, He wasn't super young. He was was like 20 or 21 or something like that when he had me. So, um, but he was like, yo, grimo. He switched on to grimo. He was, my dad was heavily, into um into the bike scene you know mm-hmm. the drag racing the dirt bike scene oh so that's what you guys bro. yeah yeah my dad okay. put me on this, man like no doubt man my dad and then my uncle hassan put me into another uh another they still right now thing. my dad still does my dad is like my dad does like a lot of the same stuff that i do you okay know? And he just does it on a um on a weekend warrior type of thing uh, yeah i'm doing it on the regular yeah i'm doing the, like father son events kind of thing not events but we do we do kind of like i do i usually do like a, a big uh camp trip mm-hmm. um for my birthday i usually go out to like el mirage because like it's not as restricted restricted when uh-huh. it comes to um um having a uh, certain stickers on your bike to like mm-hmm. green sticker registrations like a lot of the homies from the hood don't have all that yeah you know I mean? so i can't yeah. pick certain places to go ride because it's gonna cut down that circle and i want everybody to be able to experience it gotcha. and it's a flat dry lake bed so you don't have to have too many skills to actually get on the dry lake bed we mm-hmm. take trips around the, the area where there's trails and stuff yeah. for the ones that have more skill but like that's one of the father-son trips that we do and then um we do like Memorial Day and stuff like that. Um, and then I have a toy hauler, which is like a like a, like a, a RV mm. that you hook up to the back of a truck, right. and then you can put yeah. all your toys in and close it up, and then take them out, set up shop inside, AC, everything. And you just pretty much like a mobile home. Mm. So we usually take that and then it gives, you know, the kids that I mentor um, a chance to experience, you know, another side of life. So I think
0: that's, that's one thing that we do a lot together, so. Now that's cool, man. So where did the acting come up in all of this? You know, because it sounds like you were bred to do what you're doing now, which is ride bikes and sort of do that. Um, that. That came about because I,
1: once I started to get into the into the movie side of things and being a stuntman.
0: Oh, so you you started first in the movies as a stuntman, not as an actor. Yeah, as a I'm stuntman. Kind of okay. And then, you know, they throw you some parts and see if you can do it.
1: Ah. Like, when I just did Bad Boys 3, you know, they congrats, congrats on, that. on that. Thank you, thank mm-hmm. you. I did. They threw some, you know, some lines, just not even scripted. Just hey, you say this, say that, do that. You, just, you know, oh. gun in my hand, yo, say yo, yo, you gotta say our line. You, got, you know? got that sack bump? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, of, yeah, course, yeah of course, yeah. <laughs> of course, man, of course <laughs> man. Yeah, like that. That right there was a different too, because like, you know, I first movie I did was a uh, Straight Outta Compton. Uh, mm. Shout out to F. Gary Gray too mm. for uh, blessing me with the opportunity to work on straight out of the Compton with me and um, a couple of my other homies to, you know, ride bikes. Um, they had this. So this is up. the beginning scene when they were coming. to we had us dressed up like Crips. We were rolling on the sidewalk, William, doing all that. Yeah, 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 yeah. okay. So that, that was us, Um and that that came from F. Gary Gray because I worked with him on a, like a Nissan gig back in the day. Because um, um, before it before I started doing bike stuff, I was working on cars. Okay, I started yeah, working on cars. Work? Well, I was a technician okay. at a company um, that did, uh, it's called Car Prep, which mm-hmm. is like you take cars to set, um, you pretty much babysitting the cars, making sure that they don't get damaged, and you're working for manufacturers mm-hmm. directly, you know, third party through the company that I worked through, but, you know, I'm working with the art, you know, the art department, art director, directors, whoever is in charge of uh, creating the content mm-hmm. for advertising, ad agency, so I'm working with all these different people, and, you um, we were doing a commercial for uh, Nissan Mm -hmm. and it was like a a carrier, a bike carrier, running through the streets and then like, it's like, um, I want to say alert system for like a um, side alert system. So just look over your shoulder, see a bike carrier passing through. Right. And it was just like, it was bikes in it. So obviously that was kind of like a big thing in the commercial, we had all these bikers and I was like talking to to Gary about bikes. And then Mm -hmm. obviously, for me, whenever I meet people, I'm always networking, trying to tell them what I'm doing and maybe right. seeing if there's some type of opportunity. And he was like, yo, let me see that. Like, showed him some a video with me and yeah. a couple other homies. Not a couple. like probably like L.A. It was yeah, like yeah, 300 yeah. bikes <laughs> on a 110 <laughs> freeway. And he's like, how the hell you get all these bikes? And he like, yo, I'm seeing Bloods, Crips. Homies, like, "Oh, how you get all these dudes to ride together? And I'm like, through the power of bikes, bro. Like, that's why it's called Bikes Over Banging. And. You know, once you explain that and they come, once somebody comes with that and knowing that that's the concept, you got to respect it or just you can't come around. And so you see how many people, they ain't going to just let one, two people come in and think that they're going to say, nah, fuck that. that. Yeah. It ain't going, it's not going down. So now it's more respect mm-hmm. and everybody in this thing is like the common enemy at that point is, you know, I hate to say it is the police because you don't want to get shut down. You don't want to get ran over you. Mm-hmm. So now we sticking together. We got helicopters on us. We got it's so many different variables when it comes wow. to what bike life is. And, um, you know, from the East coast to the West coast, it's, it's just us trying to enjoy riding our bikes as we inner city kids with nowhere to ride. Right. And, um, and I think that that's like one of the biggest things about, you know, bike life. But, um, back to what, you know, me meeting Gary, mm-hmm. um, talking to him and he's a big guy, bike guy. Um, he knew a couple of people that I knew, um, and I was, you know, we got into conversations about it, and he was like, "Yo, man, I'm doing a project coming up. You should be in it, you know." Blah, blah, blah. And he went went back and did his research and hollered at his people just because somebody said they know a person. He like, right, let me see if he, you know. He hit up. They like, yo, yo, homie, I mean, nice. He do. He, he be in the hood all the time. He come to our events. I know who he is. And they like, he like, oh, okay, so. You know, six months later I get a call from Christopher Gray, which was a casting director, mm. and he called me and we talked over the phone and they told me I needed to get bikes from the eighties, so I had to go, you know, uh resource bikes and transportation and getting riders. So it was like I pretty much became a coordinator at that point. Okay. And to getting all that stuff. And we did the job and it was crazy because like in the actual scene of Shredder Compton, you won't even see me in the actual cut because we' shooting we shot so much, yeah, and you know you look at such a small spot of of what they used they mm. wanted a lower light mm. when they use the actual footage like I did some stuff with them, and I'm like, all right cool, I'm in the movie, and uh, I'm still in the movie credits, I'm still in all that stuff, but it's just like I didn't get the actual shot Where you see, oh yeah, I can say that's me yeah, yeah, yeah because they use a later cut, but um it still was dope, and the reason that that happened was because I got that the movie was shot like a day before I got married. Oh, congrats on that. Thank what's you, up? thank you. So, we shot the movie. It was crazy because I had to fly to Hawaii because um, I got married in Hawaii. So, I flew to Hawaii. Yeah, Maui? Um, um,
0: no. Honolulu? Uh, yeah, Honolulu. Yeah, me and my brothers came from Honolulu.
1: Yeah, it's That's dope. What's up? It's dope. Yeah. yeah, we did a show out there later on, too. So, it's on our page on Bites Over Good stuff. We'll get the content for that. So There you go. But, yeah. everywhere. Look at them. <laughs> yeah, said, what's up. Yeah, so, yeah, we saw at the fly out. Wifey, fam. Yeah we flew out to to Hawaii I got to Hawaii went to the courtroom got got all our paperwork for the weekend flew back to LA mm-hmm. got it, like I got back literally like 2 hours before a call had to go pick up everything get to set we started you know setting up getting you know shot and then I had to I had to fly out that same day mm-hmm. so you know as the lights dropping it's like yo, I got to go I have to hop on this plane yeah you know, I got
0: all the footage on GoPro, I'll probably release it. That's Once what's up, that's Yeah, service. yeah. damn in life. That's yeah. that right there. It's like I'm about to get married, but I still got to work. But yeah, you know, and and I still I made it, it happen. You know? And it was crazy. because I was
1: like, "You better make it back." Like, you know. Um, and I'm like, "Damn!" And I think at that time too, it was like a hurricane or something that was coming mm-hmm. in. So I was like, I have to fly before that. So it it definitely was a lot of variables in that whole equation as well. Yeah. But I was able to make that happen, and then did the did the movie, which kind of gave me a, a a foot in the door. To being a um you know sag sag uh, stunt performer. performer and then from there I just went you know just kept doing networking and getting more jobs to get me uh qualified more for sag to be a part of the union and then I was just you know I had a lot of people that helped me along the way mm. and um you know want like shout out to my uh my mentor uh, Jay Lynch okay uh, Jay Little uh, Jay Lynch he's a phenomenal dude mm. um one of the one of the first black stunt performers for movies. Mm. Um I could sit here and do my whole interview on him. But <laughs> it's not like, you know, you just gotta Google him. go on IMDV and check him out. He's been in over two hundred and some films. But oh man, no, you
0: need to give him a call and tell him to yeah, come through and nah, get, he get just, he's actually, <laughs>
1: he should be here. I saw. I just saw in his story he's coming back from doing Fast and Furious Nine, so okay
0: he'll be back soon. I see, you know. He's also, they back. moving they, the series still going. I thought Hobbs and Shaw was the spinoff, nah. and they going, okay. Uh. Nah, nah, they finishing that up right now. Well, he just fin- he
1: just finished his uh, set up, and he was out in Tablish Tablish. I can't even pronounce it, y'all see Bangladesh. Possibly? Some over there, I don't yeah, know. some over there. Shit <laughs> I can't pronounce. That shit ain't here. Nah, <laughs> nah, but uh, yeah, he's he, that dude does bikes. He does cars. He's a major influence in my life, man, and That's you know crazy, I just yeah. hope to be, you know, one day to be that great. You know, what I mean, when it comes to being a stunt performer and just hold, holding the integrity that he holds, and not being like you would meet him dudes worth millions, but you wouldn't even know he's just super super humble, humble down to earth, and you know we've bonded so much um, over the last couple of years um just you know his daughter drives as well um shout out brianna lynch too she's a mm-hmm. another black stunt performer in the game um she did uh um taraji's part in um H- uh, proud mary yeah she was a driver in the car she did uh um, black panther she mm-hmm. was a driver in the car she did a bunch of other stuff i don't really i can't really yeah it's all it's all good. Today, but yeah um but that, that those are people and influences that you know, kind of give me an outline on, you know, what the next step is for me. You know, like now I'm venturing into like drifting. I got a car now, so I'm building up a drift car and going to be um, pretty much testing the waters. Not testing, but I already took it out. Just now I needed to build some stuff and put some stuff on it to getting that done. But like, I mean, my plans is to, to be more than just the bike scene, you know. Because I feel like I had an opportunity, why not take advantage of it?
0: So what is the ultimate goal? You know, can we talk a little downstairs that you've setting yourself up for success to get to the master plan? So what is the master plan for your movement? For Vice or I, I honestly want to have
1: a, I want to be able to facilitate riders and facilitate um, people like myself. Um, so that it isn't, it isn't as hard to get into what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Like it was a lot a lot of work to get where I'm at. And I'm still not, you know, in a place where I can say, yo, I'm consistent. I'm a, I'm doing you know, I'm still yeah. I'm still hard working. Right. I'm working hard. Um, but I want to be able to to facilitate the writers like the kids that I mentor. Um I've been able to get them in some some um projects as well. Um I did was it Harley Davidson I wanna say? Yeah, Harley Davidson, I did things like Live the Legends or Legends campaign that mm-hmm. they did. So I did a commercial where one of the kids played me as a kid. And it's like black kid and like two white kids, one girl, one boy, and then a black um, little kid. He's on a yeah. pedal bike. They pedaling bikes. They're all racing. And then you see the. and then it kind of pans into the wheel, and the wheel's spinning and turns into a Harley wheel. And then they yeah. pan out, and it's, you know, the two, the two white riders that, you know, grew up to be Harley riders, and then it's me, the, yeah, the, the yeah. black rider. Just grew up to be a writer as well. And then, phew, you know, mm-hmm. go past. So I was able to get him a, a spot in that. He's, um, and I helped him get into, like, some quick and long commercials. And mm-hmm. now he's pretty much uh, up for whatever, you know. Like, he's able to get, and he's, he has his foot in the door. And then another, um, a couple of other kids, too, they, like, you know, have them do auditions. And just open up the doors. That's kind of like what, what. What um my plan is for everything, obviously merchandise, all that stuff we have as well. But really, the the ultimate goal is just to create a lane for us, you know, not just black, but just you know, inner city minority people that don't have uh the resources to to becoming something other than what we see all the time, mm-hmm. like rapping or ball playing and nothing wrong with that but there's other things out there and bikes was that for me Mm. you know I'm I'm, I've always called myself or I always like to refer myself to like the Mike Jordan of the bike game yeah for sure I mean my icon on my Instagram is me stretched out like Mike Jordan on my bike yeah yeah. Uh, I feel like to me that's that's what it is for me you know I didn't have a ball in my hand I had a throttle in my hand so like that's what life is for me you know Mm. it's bikes it's bike bikes on my fingers you know that's that's
0: what life is for me have you ever felt like what yeah, was the worst, worst accident that you ever had on these bikes? Cause I feel like I, I wouldn't have, even I have a bicycle bro, I when I was died. a kid. I was like, fuck that. I almost died
1: like right here um when you exit off the 10. You know, I was on um, I was on a, a bike night ride, which is like Wednesday night bike night, and this is I was on my street bike, coming into a corner hot, downshifted to like second, coming in hot, and it was a kid that was following me, and he didn't have as much skill, you know. Mm. And he saw me, and he was just on me, like, "Oh, he kind of racing me." And I'm like, "All right, so I guess he got this." I'm going into this corner. I'm doing like 65, 70, mm. and the corner is rated at thirty, so I'm oh, going no. double the speed. You know, I'm I know how to handle it. And I see this kid comes past me, and I'm I'm already into locked in, and I'm like, I'm in the apex, and everything. I look, I see him, and he starts to go straight to the wall because he didn't lean in, he didn't oh. he didn't he didn't line it up. And boom, he hit the he hit the, the, the side. You, okay, so you know the 10 freeway. Uh-huh. You're coming from the 10. You're going east. And you're going right, right by. And you're, trans- you're transferring from the 10 to the 110. To so the median. It's like a median there or something? Nah, like it turns right by the convention center. Okay. Where go okay. and all Yes, yeah. okay. And you know how like it, it's like, say this, this is a circle. You come, you're come you coming from the 10 and it turns like this. And then boom, you're going to the 110 right. towards Hollywood. Okay. towards the one-on-one okay. so before you make that transition he we coming around this corner and i'm right here he hits the bounces off the wall and he's still got a lot of momentum so he, and he gets on the gas still and there's a car
0: oh, and he's
1: man. there's a car about the t-bone him so i let up i i let up and i'm like brush against the car and pushes him push him out the way he hit the wall and kind of line the wall but then i got i go to get back up like to bring my bike back up and then it just loses traction Oh, as I'm exiting out of the, the turn. So then my bike slides all the way down to 110. I'm sliding down to 110 too, flipping. All I see is oh, like fuck, lights, lights. I see red lights, white lights, <laughs> red lights, and I'm flipping. Damn. And then the, as it stops, I slide, I stop. My bike is all the way up there, and I stop, and I'm like, here's a car's white headlights, and it's me, and I'm like, oh, damn, I almost got hit. Luckily,
0: oh,
1: in that ambulance came through. They were already in the traffic, because it was traffic, picked me up, you know, checked out my scars. I wasn't... Too badly beat up. Homies have a, a pickup truck They was ride with us in bike night just in case something like that happened. They put my bike in. And I went to bike night, and that's like one of many of crashes that I had on the street. But I just remember that's one that I like really saw. Yeah. You know, light, light flashes. flashes. Yeah. Yeah, dude. But like, Whew. I didn't broke both ankles before. I just got off a broken ankle. Uh-huh. Um, like I had my whole summer. I was in the cast, and then this summer, yeah. Like like recently, I just got. Out of a cast to a boot to like, you know, like now I'm still walk I'm still doing um, rehab for that. That's why you see me, you know, at the gym, I'm, doing, mm-hmm. I'm trying to get, I'm not trying, but I'm getting back to, to normal. But that's my life, dude. Like we do so many, so many, so much dangerous things. It's just like, you know, even with bad boys, yeah, crashes, we had dudes break
0: collarbones. I mean, that's part of the stunt. Yeah, just, I guess it yeah. comes with the territory, man. You know what you're signing up for, so yeah. you got to just expect But I, it. I mean, I look
1: at it like, man, I was doing this I was doing this in the hood for free. Right. You know what I mean? Now I get to get paid to do something that, you know, yeah. that, I, that I love to do. And then, like I said, I was doing it for free. Not to say that it's not worth what it's worth now. It's been worth that, but now I've been able to tap into a network and a system that allows me to continue to build on my skill. And utilize it to you know to its full potential, and hopefully build that to bring other people along with me, right, kids right. and whoever. But that's really the basis behind bikes over Banging is, is that to be able to 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 display and present and to
0: capitalize on what we have to bring. That's, that's what Vice over there. Really, that's what it is, brother. I mean, like I said, I love the movement, you know, right. and I appreciate the movement, you know, for what the, the positive change is looking to make for the grand scheme of things, you know. But you sound like a workaholic, you know, stunt master. I mean, what does Korda T do to unwind? What do you do to chill? I mean, you got the wife. My family, man, how do you, man, My yeah, son. Yeah, my that? son.
1: Like, watch my son do his thing, man, it gives me a lot of joy watching the kids do their thing, watching them accomplish goals. And I mean, I just I'm regular, bro. Like, stud dude. Like, yeah. I like yeah, man. I chill. I like, I chill with some of my homies. Like, we, I mean, we just uh, talked earlier. You know, some of the same people we know. Mm-hmm. You know, celebrity dudes. Yeah. And we yeah. know, like. so fatty, wild, and the great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, my brother.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But yeah, nah. That's it, man.
0: That's it, my man.
1: brother. <laughs> that's what you yeah. Baby. Exactly yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, um, but that's it, man. Hanging out and just. You know, enjoying times, man. Enjoying the time that I got here, man. Because, you know, you never know, man, when your time's up. But I feel like, you know, it can't always be all work. You know, you got to enjoy what you build to mm-hmm. enjoy the fru- fruits of your labor. And I think that that's, that's that's it, man. And then knowing when it's time to get back in the trenches. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what I'm doing now, preparing to get back into the trenches. I mean, not to say I got out of them, but, you know, getting in the deep part now to where, you know, it's a lot of risk, but you know, the benefits, the risk the rewards, you know, there's no that reward scale, without the risk. Yeah, risk of the rewards. Shout out to Nip Hustle, man.
0: Got to balance it out. And yeah, I see the, tells, the, the scale tipping on me, so I got to get it, for sure. Yeah, R.I.P. Nip Hustle, the Mad Don continues, TMT, straight up, man. I got the uh, dedication bike that I did, um,
1: my 450 race bike. I just put a bunch of all money in mm-hmm. on it and I I worked with him a few times. I mean, we did the store release and, you know, having conversations. And I was connected back to him before, you know, a lot of the fame because mm-hmm. my homie Nigel, rest in peace, and I mm-hmm. lived on 60th Street. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, like, and all like his whole team, all the Sixties, all of them. Like, I was able to get or touch in touch with them before. You know it got big to where it's like more mainstream but they still who they are but it's just like a lot of mainstream now before that i was able to get i remember Nye calling me like yo because we, we started off on like little 50 bikes we had street bikes but we bought 50s like little honda 50s and made them into little stunt bikes to practice and get tricks down and i started mastering that i killed it and he he bought one my homie nigel and he and we go i would go over his house um to help him work on it and then Um, Once he got set up and we started doing little shows, I was able to get a sponsorship from from, um, LRG. You know, Mm -hmm. shout out to Jonas, rest in peace Jonas. Um, And that's like some of my early, you know, uh, ventures into networking. But um, he introduced me to Nip back then when he was doing like music and I didn't really know who he was like that. You know, I just knew the 60s. I remember him calling, not calling me like. Come through, bring your bike. And I'm like, man, 60 needs to be snatching this shit. Like, I had yeah. to go over there. My bike <laughs> took, like, yeah. you know, and he like, man, you gonna be here with me, man. I'm like, you know, everybody needs to tell you that, but I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll pull he up. Really no He's like, man, that. yeah. So I pull up, and it's just like that. You know, now it was that dude. You know, I need to pull up. Oh, cuz, who is this? Cuz, nice. I thought you was the hardest nigga. He's like, nah, my boy, Curtis he put me on. And, like, cuz, all of them niggas that was over there, and they just always show love. And now I am where I am now. It's like, man, damn, cuz you still doing this shit. You yeah. still out here representing. Like, you know, I remember getting calls from my homie JT, like, yo, pull up, you know, like I'm on the block, you know, I'm on uh I'm on Madden with uh with um, with BH. Like pull up, pull up on the bike. And you know, I took the electric bike over there when I was sponsored by Alta. Mm. I took the bike over there and uh let let uh B.H. hop on. He like, cuz what's this? <laughs> Cause this motherfucker, this electric, like put it on the power mode, low power mode. He like, damn, I put it on the high one. He like, oh, cuz right, give me one of these. Like, this motherfucker they can't even hear it. I'm like, yeah. you know, but that was like relationship. That's why I say network is the biggest part of uh of life, man. Right. If you you can't be scared to speak, you can't be a, be afraid to like get out here and, and touch and talk to people. You know what I mean? You hit me up. About this interview, you know, I just hit Will like, yo, you know, pull up. We're gonna go do this interview. And I didn't even really, we had really we had to mean, talk like yeah. that. But I'm like, yo, I do interviews all day. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a networking opportunity. So Thanks. I pulled up, you know, like, and that's just what it is, man. Especially in LA, it's a lot of opportunity. And I know that I got the upper hand on a lot of the dudes that are on the East Coast. And even when I look at my social network following, I got like 20,000 followers, or whatever. But I look at a lot of the East Coast dudes, they got like, Hundred and twenty thousand, and they they reach out to all these people, mm-hmm. but they reaching out to people that they can't really do nothing but like your picture and do stuff. I look at my my twenty thousand. I got so many people that I know that are in the industry that are like that have a lot of pull, different places. So to me, it's like yo, you your networking really. Uh, it's not who you know. I mean, it's not what you know. It's who mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and then what and who they know. So mm-hmm. it's like now I I see my hands being able to extend more. And it's just now. it's me focusing on tapping into that to utilize it to bring all of it together right so that I can do this mm-hmm. you know like I just want a poker game that's how I feel yeah, yeah, yeah. so I can bring these chips in and, and you know start branching them out to the, to the right right people right I mean that's
0: around me and surrounding me and stuff. Yeah, like they say your network is your net worth no nah for that's real that's a big fact for real for real but shit man I want to thank you for coming through my brother oh, man. you know you gave yeah, that no, bottom information it. man and uh, I wish you much success with like Go for banging man I think like I said it's Definitely a step forward to change the perception on and culture, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. T- We're t- a major influence mm-hmm. on a lot of it, bro. I mean, you can see from everything that
1: always goes viral and big, mm-hmm. there's negative stuff that comes from us. It's like, man, what you think influenced, you know, everybody in the head to be who we are? It's just that. Right. right. You know,
0: like, you know, I'm here to get a positive. So side of it so I'm going to continue to do so as you're doing man keep up the great work yes, sir. man. I want to thank y'all for tuning in to another episode of Sleepers for Billionaires the podcast I am your host Johnny Vegas the boy Quarter T let the people know where they can follow you hey, man, you can
1: follow me at Quarter MFNT that's K-O-R-T-A-M-F-N-T and if you want to get more information about Bikes Over Banging you can follow us and check us out Um www.bikesoverbanging B-A-N-G-N dot com and it's the same for our Instagram B-I-K-E-S B-A-N-G-N and that's the at in front
0: and Instagram man check us out there it is man sleep is for billionaires the podcast make sure you subscribe because I need it goddamn we you know, need that <laughs> <laughs> all right we out of here man let's get it out